0: Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunovet, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and Welcome, everyone. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. We're here with another episode of Redefining Success. And joining me today is Matt Davis, the CEO of Davis Business Law. We've been visiting a little bit um, early here, and I'm more intrigued. I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a preview right now. He wrote a book called The Art of Preventing Stupid, and we're going to talk about a lot of other things, but with a title like that, there have to be some stories and some experiences that are sitting in the background, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. So Matt, thank you so much
1: for joining me today. Hey, it's it's my pleasure. It's a, it's a great day. So <laughs> as I mentioned, I turned 54 today, so I'm having a big time.
0: That is, that is. I'm, I was good. I was trying to decide whether or not to mention that, because by the time we get here, you may be about a month and a half removed from 54, but happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, sure. Happy Excited. birthday. Um, as I told you when we start, it's, um, I, I've got the grill running in my backyard. It's a Saturday afternoon barbecue. I did put some Andouille sausage on specifically for your birthday. Thank you. Um, I got the hot dogs and burgers and everything running. Um, would you introduce yourself to all my friends I've invited over to the barbecue, please? Yeah,
1: well, I'm Matt Davis and I, uh, I run Davis Business Law. We're a fast-growing small business law firm. That's what we do. We just help small business owners, as we say, deal with their vulnerabilities so they can capitalize on their opportunities.
2: Mm.
1: Nice little canned phrase there. We've got branches right now from Kansas City down to Dallas and kind of in between. And I run it out of my hometown, which is Enid, Oklahoma. And it's just a small, overgrown prairie town, but we like it here. Yeah. And um, I've got five kids and just a busy life. And um, we made just learned yesterday we made the Inc. Five Thousand list again. Oh, so, congratulations! Yeah, pretty happy about that. It's it's, it's cool to get those. It, it makes the team happy. Absolutely, so, absolutely. How many team members do you have? Uh, Twenty-four right now. Wow! And we're about to go on a hiring spree. We've been uh, paying. We've been just treading water. You know, we've been on a really fast growth trajectory. And maybe today we're going to pay off our last debt, which is a beautiful thing.
0: That's an incredible birthday present right there.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. The cash flow looks a little different, you know? <laughs> yeah, it does. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, we're just going to reinvest it back in. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's been really fun. Well, so,
0: so tell me this. What? If someone were to ask you this question, what are you most passionate about right now?
1: Mm. You know, I'm I'm having a lot of fun growing the law firm, Um, and I'm really passionate about we're getting to a size that I can really implement what I wanted to do with this company. Because seven years ago, maybe yeah, seven, really seven years ago, I was just practicing law out of my house. Hmm. And um, I I've got this this passion about and let me let me back up. My mom was the only woman in her med school class wow. in back in the 60s. And she was just tough as nails and you know, grew up here in our hometown and then ultimately went to St. Louis and did a residency there and this this is shocking to a lot of people now, they wouldn't let her do a residency at Oklahoma because they were afraid she might get pregnant. And so she had to go to Barnes in St. Louis and ultimately came back here, practiced medicine, raised my brother and me with my dad. And she was one of the pioneers in breast cancer screening. Mm. Okay. So yeah. 26 years ago, my wife and I, Met in the middle. I was in D.C., she was in L.A., came back here to our Enid, and you know it's been a real privilege to you know practice law with all these families that I've known forever, yeah. and and but I can't tell you how many people come up to me over the course of my adult life and said, "Hey, your mom saved my life," or mm. saved my mom's life," or "my wife's," or what you know, my. And, and it was because of, of her, you know, of, of the breast screening. And that, you know, it still kind of gets me because it's like, as a professional, we, we know what can go wrong. Like, you know what can go wrong in your trade. Yeah. Okay. And, but from, as a professional in law, lawyers aren't trained to help business people or people in general, get ahead of their problems. They're just taught to deal with the case once it happens. And so we have been building systems, and the first tip of the iceberg is the art of preventing stupid. That's the business immune system report. And what that works through is... You're familiar with SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. yeah? You know, totally. Strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I think the threats part is ridiculous. It's like you're asking questions to the universe. What could possibly go wrong? What are mm. our threats? Those are lame questions. Mm. They're, they're just, they don't have any structure to them. And what we have de- determined learned is if we actually ask smart questions and do structured brainstorming around what can go wrong with the management? What can go wrong with the production? What can go wrong with our facilities or plant, What can go wrong in our marketing? Because we've looked at what our, because as lawyers, we're the ones that deal with the problems when they really become problems, right? Yep. And so if we take that, just like my mom took cancer, and said, okay, how do we get in front of that? And if we use a systematic way of brainstorming what the threats to the business are, then we can actually deal with them and and help, help businesses stay out of trouble, help families build their dreams.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, that, so that, that's what I'm passionate about because it's really fun to, Help take companies and do that. We've got one right now we're working with that. These guys discovered a bunch of lithium up in Arkansas, and um, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, and we've been with them since the inception, and um, that's that's going to be a big deal. And we've just we've worked through all of our systems with these guys, and and it's really it's it's a life changing deal for for the owners of the company and you know, for generations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you started, you said this, you said it kind of subtly. I hope you didn't mean it subtly because I hope no one didn't miss this. I mean, so seven years ago, you're practicing out of your house. Is that what you said? I mean, so you've got all these offices
1: nationwide now you're in your home seven years ago. Yeah. I'm in my home. And, um, I tell people, I'm kind of joking and not that I had a midlife crisis and, um, and I just said, I stumbled on a group called How to Manage a Small Law Firm. And they, um, it was a just a business coaching group. And they said to me, hey, Davis, you know, I, I was engaged with them at that point. They said, hey, you know as much about small business as anybody we work with across America. Why don't you start a business law firm? And I said, okay. And um, next thing I went out and I bought this building we're in, which is an old house. and I called my old paralegal who's, assistant manager at the bank. Um, here we are. She's right over here. Yeah. Uh, she's our, I, well, they call her my adult supervisor. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, we we just took off and started growing. And, um, and part of it, part of our growth is because we take good care of our clients sure. and we're pretty good marketers. And we also figured out, what small business needs in attorneys. And most law firms, they just go around collecting attorneys with a bar card and a pulse. And then they're run like fraternities.
2: Mm.
1: And, 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 you know, they're just kind of run by committee. And we run very aggressively and very decidedly and very strategically, and it makes a difference. And we think it delivers a better product and a better service to our clients. So our repeat business is is we think pretty remarkable. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of
0: the things that you described, which I don't I work with a lot of attorneys and I don't run across this often. I mean, most attorneys that I run into are, dare I say, order takers, meaning I come to you and I tell you kind of help me, you can maybe help me navigate the menu. But most of the time I'm bringing the problem or the idea. And what I love about what you've described is it sounds like you're being a lot more proactive on the work that you're doing and saying, hey, I'm looking at what you're doing and you can't even see this. And here's some of the things that I see.
1: Yeah. And and we do it in a a very systematic way with, with the art of preventing stupid again is about the business immune system report which is really just one of the two main ways we'll do structured brainstorming. And, and ultimately we end up going through a a process of them prioritizing and come up with a strong protected business plan. And that's my next book is called the strong protected business. We've been a little distracted with growth to publish it. And, but we're, we'll do that here shortly. you know, the, the plan really has three parts. And these it's nothing completely novel. It's number one, let's figure out what the easy list of the threats are. Yeah. Let's deal with them. I mean, just get them done. Even if they're not serious. When you talk about prioritization, we talk about likelihood and seriousness. Kind of like the Eisenhower matrix, but a little different. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's get the easy list done. Let's figure out what the habits are of the business that need to either get implemented or stopped. And then we've got rocks, which is a Stephen Covey term. And so ultimately, we like to work with business coaches and help instruct them from a negative standpoint of the threats Mm. so that they can do the job looking at the opportunities and and the strengths. And, And we just, we think that we have a very, great expertise in that that in the law business people don't do right no that's what I hear I mean it,
0: so this is what would be interesting to is there is there a connection I mean you start out talking about your mom and the breast cancer like detection that she pioneered and it's almost like you're taking that legacy and applying it to small business law yeah, I mean that's that's
1: what we're doing. I mean, I I took that ethic of, yeah. you know, she and you know, she didn't pioneer all the screening, but she was one of the pioneers of being really intense about going, hey, we're gonna do this. Yeah, we're gonna be proactive in how we take care of our patients. And you know, medicine has gotten a lot better about that. Law hasn't. Mm. And that's something that we bring to the table. And it's something I'm really passionate about pushing because now that we're big enough and I'm not down in the trenches, I'm like, okay, guys, this is, this is Davis Law 3, Davis Business Law 3.0. I love that. I love that.
0: Um, What, so let's take it from seven years ago, you're working with a coaching group, you have an idea to where you are multiple offices and you really have solidified this um, business immune system report, you wrote the book, you've got a take me on a little bit of the journey of maybe some of the struggles and obstacles in the way of, you know, I've got this vision. I know what I'm called to do. I know what I want to do. And, you know, you have starts and stops along the way to get to maybe even where we are today, or even just kind of some of the the mile markers along the way.
1: Oh, wow. You know, the, as just a back, you know, the, 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 the baseline there is I, I always go back to, Harvey McKay's book, um, what was it? Swim with the sharks without yep. getting eaten alive. Yep. And his great line in there is, I can't believe how stupid I was two weeks ago, <laughs> right. right? And, you know, the, the journey of building a business is the most humbling um, enterprise because, look, at the end of the day, I'm no dummy. I've got a lot of business experience. I've got a lot of legal experience. But every day I'm coming in here going, I can't believe we didn't get that. And mm-hmm. by the way, I was with my uncle in Dallas oh, two weeks ago. And he's just fantastic business guy. He's 80 years old, still building a huge apartment complex, um, Yale undergrad, Harvard B school guy, and, and a great influence in my life. And he's like, isn't it funny how many guys that you know in business that are really successful, that are really humble and are really just so approachable? I said, yeah, because they understand that it's all this, you're just learning along the way. Mm. And goes, that's exactly it. And he was telling me about somebody, I mean, we had lunch with Boone Pickens a couple of years ago. Boone was that way. And mm. you know, we've got, I said, yeah, John Harold Ham, who's from Our hometown and nobody people some people know who Harold is he's worth either 10 or 20 billion Mm. depending on the price of oil
2: yeah
1: and he's just common as an old shoe that's the broad brush so you know the, the steps have been let's figure out how we can go to Oklahoma City because we're 85 miles out of Oklahoma City let's go set up a branch in Oklahoma City and we just said okay we're going to start acting and thinking like we're a multi-state, multi-office firm. Let's go to Oklahoma city. So I got a little office down there and I put the desks together. I, you know, I, I bought the chairs and I went over to target. I bought the cups and I still see those cups in our, you know, (laughs) person Oklahoma city office. And I'm like, that's where we started. Mm -hmm. And Next thing I know, we're growing in Oklahoma City, and it just starts snowballing. And we're still working with the same clients we started with. And then um, I just said, "Okay, let's go to Tulsa and Wichita, which are both a hundred miles from here." And next thing I know, we're growing in those cities. And then. You know, it's, we started doing that. And, you know, one of the things we talk about, this this is maybe interesting, is the companies that deal with their vulnerabilities are the ones that get the opportunities Mm. because they're the strongest players on the field. And right in the middle of all that, we had a, a corporate client, really the only corporate client we have, a big national company. And I had made a trip down to Fort Worth to meet with the regional vice president, did it on my own accord. And I said, hey, your litigation program is kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And Jamie and I mapped out, here's here's what really here's the, the cases that you're getting involved in. And here's how, here's some ideas. And, um. and I, and I, you know, I was just put all the cards on the table with them. And, and you know what I was doing, I was actually getting ahead of the problem of the ongoing problem and saying guys here. And, and, you know, for us, that was also us protecting because back then they were 30 or 40% of our business. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's, that's a vulnerability, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you have one client that big and incidentally, that was one of the reasons I went out and started the law firm because I was, you know, I've got five kids. I'm the sole breadwinner. And I'm like, I got all my eggs in that basket or at least 40% of them. And I, you know, I didn't have a marketing strategy or anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm very sophisticated. I was, didn't have a website, didn't have my name in the phone book. And people just found me because I had a good reputation and I was very busy. Yeah. But anyway, I went and I dealt with that vulnerability by protecting the client, getting ahead of it. And next thing I know, I got a call from back east and their general counsel said, hey, Matt, You've got two branches right now. Would you like 45? What? And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jay- I said, sure. And Jamie goes. All right. You know, just like, what? what did you just say? And ultimately, we had to go down to San Antonio and meet with them. And Jamie put together how to manage the forms, most of the forms, to manage their national litigation program. and. They, they said when I was there and you know, I didn't have the job yet all the branches and they go well can we have these I said well yeah sure because I'm either getting it or not yeah. and if I don't get it they're no use to me so and we ended up getting it and that's you know we were talking before that's how we're doing work down in Louisiana I've got an attorney down there and um, but I guess and, and figuring out how to manage that has been a real challenge. In fact, that's probably why we haven't published the second book. But the, the point of that is, again, we were taking care of our clients. We were and dealing with our own vulnerabilities. And that made us the strongest player on the field because, you know, 40 other law firms just lost their accounts. Mm. And we picked it up. And... So that was, that was a milestone, and it's taken a while to figure out and, and run efficiently. And then we just kept expanding and um, got into Kansas City. And I'll tell you, you know, we, I don't know if you've ever read Greg Crabtree's books about simple numbers.
2: I'm Greg
1: Crabtree, he's a pretty prominent uh, entrepreneurs organization member. Okay, and and I'm a a, he's a friend of mine now, and I'm a big fanboy of him, and I get to go to lunch with him about once a quarter. Um, He's out of um, Huntsville, but he's in Oklahoma City a lot, so I just go down. Yeah, and um, we went through what he calls the Badlands, which is that stretch from about two to three and a half million dollars, where you have to add all this. Non-revenue staff. Yep. To so, um, you know, had to hire a CFO, which ultimately ended up with Tricia, who was a receptionist at the law firm I used to work at. And I told her twenty years ago she was too smart to be answering the phones and to go do something with her life. So she kind of likes me. Yeah. And and then Derek, who I've known. Forever, I don't even know where I know him from. Um, He's from one of the little country towns down here, as if we're a big city. And um, he was an Air Force JAG officer. He's a full bird colonel, and so so he was Air Force attorney, answered to a four star general, was the number two JAG officer in Europe. And he retired. And I called him and I said, "Hey, Derek, what are you doing?" He's like, "I don't know." I said, "Why don't you come home, help me run the law firm?" Mm. And you can go hang out at the ranch with your crazy dad on the weekends. He's like, let's do it. So, <laughs> but you know, that was hard. That was expensive. And then, you know, you throw COVID in on top of that, you know, and it, it, there were some challenging years and, you know, again, that's, that's why we're just paying our debt off hopefully yeah. today. Yeah. And hey, let me ask you a
0: question that, um, Maybe a little bit different, but how do you balance growing from where you were seven years ago in a home, and then a home all the way up to the business, and still keep things healthy at home and with five kids? And how do you how do you maintain as much as you can growing a successful business while also keeping a successful home life? What have you found that have been maybe some of the challenges or? you know,
1: even out uh,
0: blessings or opportunities or things you've discovered along that journey?
1: Well, you probably ought to ask my wife that question, <laughs> because she would have a decidedly different answer than than I do. Um, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons we we live here is because life's just kind of easy. It's, you know, it's three minutes home. And, and that makes a big difference to not have the big commute, just chewing up your time. Um, my wife will tell you that I have obsessive compulsive tendencies, which is true
2: yeah.
1: and not a disorder, just tendencies. And, you know, that's not all bad in a lawyer. And um, I, I work pretty hard on what we do, and I, I like to work Saturday mornings. Um, That's—I I, I hope I've struck some sort of balance, and—and and, uh, yeah, I, I hope. I just—I yeah. don't have any good advice because you know I can't believe how stupid I was two weeks ago. Right? <laughs> But at
0: least you're smart enough to admit it, you know, the the person who can't learn is the person who doesn't realize how stupid they were 2 weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So
0: um what are you so you guys are continuing to grow um and what are you looking forward to over the next 2 to 3 years? I mean as you I mean so you you've got the getting the debt paid off, but still kind of looking at growth as you kind of look at the future, what are the things that that continue to keep you energized about what's happening? Um,
1: I uh, look, I love having a spread out because I'll go to Dallas and spend the day with Shantesia or go to Kansas city and spend the day with Jared. And, um, and that's so fun for me. And we've just picked up a really great new growth client in, in Dallas that we're, I'm having a lot of fun with that I'm working with. And, um, you know, we're going to go take over, take over, air quotes. We're gonna, a couple more markets in Texas. There's, you know, we probably need to go get Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Okies call it San Antonio for some reason. <laughs> and um, and look at some other cities, probably Denver, Nashville, maybe Memphis. Um, your guys' crazy Louisiana law scares us.
0: I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, the Napoleonic <laughs> so... system
1: down here is so backwards. <laughs> So weird. And we're just like, oh, wow. So we're we do really well in fast growing cities because we'll we'll break in using digital marketing. And then we know where we where we hit a uh, just a curve where things are on autopilot. So Oklahoma City is on autopilot for us. We, you know, we're, we're 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 just snowballing down there. And starting to in Wichita and Tulsa's Tulsa's a little slower, but we'll get it under control. So you're 54 today,
0: right? So six years you turned 60. What does life look
1: like at that birthday? Oh, I don't think I'll change much. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having so much fun doing what I'm doing and my uncle john is one of my heroes he's 80 years old he's still building 250 unit apartment complexes and of course you know, still and that's the way we are and you know my my people all live into their 90s you know my uncle larry is just sold his honda shop in jeff city missouri and you know his wife has passed on and He's still blowing and going. He owns a bunch of apartment complexes. And, you know, that's, I just, I like doing stuff. And I really enjoy it. And I'm really happy that I was able to build the firm because another one of my heroes was my first boss. um, E.B. Mitchell was his name. And he, and and Ed DeClerc, Mitchell DeClerc is the firm. And we, I, I got out of there after they passed on. But, you know, these were old guys and they they kind of hit a point in their career where, yeah, they were having fun, you know, basically making fun of me and being a young lawyer, you know, teaching me things. Yeah. And um, but what we're doing is so much fun because we we'll get to go around. I get to go help businesses. I get to work with our lawyers and and we're real hardcore about who we let in on the team mm-hmm. um, Our recruiting um i mean I, I intend to scare off all the jerks because guess what there's a selection bias for yeah. sociopaths in the law business you might notice <laughs> that and i my ad when i when we put it out there it starts like would you actually like to help people and use your skills and by the way if you're an eor, don't even bother <laughs> um because you know, most law most law ads, you know, for a lawyer job, read like, hey, would you like to wear a gray suit and terrorize humanity?
0: <laughs> right? You can't be from Enid, Oklahoma, and be about
1: terrorizing humanity. No, no. We're we're kind of, you know, it's yeah, we're just kind of common old folk. And, <laughs> I appreciate and, that. Yeah. I mean, I got
0: one other question I want to ask you, and then I want to like a couple of things I want to push back to you, but um so on this growth pattern, especially over the last seven years, if there's anything that you could go back to the person seven years ago about what that person thought that success was going to look like, versus you sit on this side now of kind of the success that you're like, yeah, I really like what we have. What could you tell yourself seven years ago that really would either make the ride smoother or better, or you know, would go a little bit, uh, yeah, better than than it did?
1: I have another book idea that answers that question. Okay. So you remember when we were in school and they gave us all these stupid word problems? Yeah. Right? At the end of a day, business is just a word problem. Mm. And it's, and so much of life is just a word problem. And you know, the, the idea of the book is. Let's just talk about your word problem. Where do you want to go and what's it gonna take? Yeah. And so again, down, down the line of I can't believe how stupid I was yesterday. I mean, we have got these dramatic marketing metrics, but I'm just going yesterday. What really just matters is the leads because I know what our closing rates are on leads, and I'm looking through all this complex stuff of google analytics and this and that and i'm just like ultimately the word problem is how many leads do we have mm. because i know how many we close okay and so this this isn't really important in business if people can just get very incisive about the word problem and figure out what their word problem is yep and then figure out a plan how to make it work. Mm. It, and in a way, this is a little vague, but you know, it, business starts with the leads. What are your opportunities? Mm-hmm. Where do you get your opportunities? How do you close them? How do you produce it? And, and, it's, not, and it's not always an easy deal. I mean, it took us a while to figure out what sort of attorneys and what sort of skill sets we needed to plug in and make work for that worked for our business clients. And we ultimately figured out it's kind of a Swiss army knife attorney. I mean, if we just have a desk lawyer, they, they can't do the job. Yeah. But um, if you can structure your word problem and figure out what it is, I've got mine written right up here. Across the top of my whiteboard, which is you know four by eight whiteboard, and I just look at it every day, and I'm constantly refining it. Going, okay, you know, and that's just because I'm constantly learning. Going, what what can we do better? What can we do better?
2: Yeah,
1: I hope I answered your question. No, no, no. Could you share with us what's on the whiteboard? Or is it? Well, it's you know, it's hire a player attorneys. Yeah, get them to work, and. You know, we know how many leads we have to have for every attorney because we know what the close rate is. Um, Get them, you know, utilize, which is meaning make sure they're actually doing their work. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's sometimes a little bit of a challenge. Um, And then realize, make sure they're getting good time down and then collect. Mm. And, you know, and it's, it's pretty simple, but, you know, we... We have, um, you know, billing quotas for our attorneys that you need to have, if you're going to run a company and making sure that that's getting done and making sure that the time's getting reported well, because, you know, clients, they want to see, they want to see action and they want to see a reason that you're doing something in, in your time description, then collection is really important in our business. Um, because, I mean, law firm collections rates would shock you how low really? they are. Really? Oh, yeah. They are horrible. And, you know, in the 80%, and we were on north of 95%. Wow. And it's just because we, you know, one thing we're good at is exporting data um, to Excel and then manipulating the data in Excel to work, to usable format. And so... I know every day where our risks are. And that's, you know, that's the orange report. We don't even have, we just color-coded all of our reports so that because then we, we don't have to remember the complicated names of them. Orange report, yellow, <laughs> or yellow <laughs> is attorney productivity, purple report is amount in trust, um, green, and so yeah, everything's
0: that's that's brilliant. That's Brent. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about today that you were hoping to share while we were together?
1: Well, Eric, we would have a ball. I'm going to have to come through Covington next you time are. I'm going down to Gulf Shores and and take you out to lunch cuz we could talk forever because I think
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it. I I will ask you if you don't have anything else to share, um but if people want to follow you, they want to get in touch with you, they want to kind of you know, um, I, I know they can probably get the book on Amazon, I'm guessing.
2: Um, yeah, books
1: on Amazon. But and if people want to follow you, keep up with what's going on. What's the best way to do that? Um, DavisBusinessLaw.com is, a, is our firm's website, and um, that's, uh, that's where to go. And by the way, a lot of our tools for dealing with the vulnerabilities are, are up there in the resources, and they're, they're just freely available.
0: Yeah, I will tell everyone who's listening, I was on your website yesterday looking through some of that. That's powerful. I mean, just for you to have the generosity to share that and just some of the questions you were
1: asking and some of that. We like to be generous. I mean, the other thing is we just, for some of the states that we operate in, we just put up all the forms and instructions for how to set up a basic LLC for two reasons. A, because why not? Two, we don't make any money doing it. And three, we're not going to pick a fight with legalism. Who cares? <laughs> so, you know, they're going to beat us at that every day. So let's just put it out there.
0: So if you're a business owner, I'm going to highly recommend that you end up on, this is davisbusinesslaw.com and yes, go sir. look in the, res- you need to go look in the resources. If you're a business owner, cause you've got vulnerabilities you're not paying attention to, I promise you do. And this is going to kind of give you some awareness and walk you through on that. So I'm going to, I'm going to make that plug right now. Every business owner listening, go visit your website. Um, My last question, I told you this was coming in three generations. What do you hope your great
1: grandchildren remember about you? You know, that's a fun question because again, I, I live in my hometown and I still own the farms that my great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents got in the land runs. Mm. And um, my great-grandfather, Marcellus, um, you know, he, he was out there breaking sod behind the mm. butt end of a mule and got the farms in 1893. And um, he and my great-grandmother, I've got her rocker downstairs. Um, just the first person I saw when I left the hospital, apparently saw him home and they 54 uh, years ago today, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And they, uh, you know, they sent all the kids into town and, um, made them be doctors and lawyers and such to borrow a Willie Nelson phrase. Yep. And, um, you know, there was some real wisdom passed down because my grandpa's generation was really pretty successful yeah. and and gave a lot of people really good business advice. I mean, I was talking about Harold Ham and I I saw Harold here a while ago and I said, "Hey, I've got all this stuff from your first company." And he's like, "Oh yeah, your granddad was my accountant." And I was like, "Wow, I, did, I he's and you know, I <laughs> I hope I leave a good legacy of, of family and just wisdom and um, and of home. Mm. Um, you know, mm. I just took Henry, who's my nineteen-year-old, on a thirty-eight hundred-mile drive just to kind of talk at him. My wife's like, "Why don't you fly?" Because we went to New York City mm. to see a friend of mine who runs my firm. Except yes. you know, it's the same firm, but he runs it on Wall Street. Yeah, and and we're you know we're great friends. And, um, and Al- Allison's like, why don't you drive? I said, because I want to talk at it for <laughs> 38 miles. And that was a great trip because we, we just tracked, we used findagrave.com and just tracked all of our ancestors' graves. And I ultimately ended up at my seventh great grandfather's grave in um, Berks County, which is just Northwest of Philadelphia and that was pretty cool because they they were really interesting people and um and i and that that history was cool but maybe this is it as we got back and we're pulling back into oklahoma and henry looks at me and he goes dad i feel like we're hobbits from the shire (laughs) just coming back after going to mordor (laughs) Or whatever i'm like henry there's a little exaggeration in the mordor but there is something really cool about home and about that legacy and um and i i think a lot of my kids appreciate that because you know i can be in my neighborhood and i can go see this little kid and i'm like you know i knew your great grandmother right and and that's that's a really that's been a really cool rich part about adulthood in your hometown. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to be a Washington lawyer. And I just decided not to be one day. Mm. And literally called my girlfriend, who was a TV producer in LA and said, let's go back to our hometown.
2: Mm.
1: Here we are. There's
0: A lot of wisdom in going back home. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Or finding a place that can become home.
1: Yeah, and 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 building that legacy and building those long term, you know, family friendships and um, and um, you know John Cougar Mellencamp, you know, he said, you know, was, you know, his small town song you know, people let me be who I want to be. I mean, you know, and it's it's fun because it in a weird way it's kind of liberating because you know. I, people know I'm just kind of weird, just kind of a nerd, but I'm kind of one of the cool nerds. So there you go. There you go.
0: There you go. Matt, we could, we could go on and on. I know we could. Thank you
1: so much for being here today, for taking your birthday and sharing it with us. Well, my wife will tell you I'm a workaholic, so I'm working on my birthday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, mine too. Um, Not that you're a workaholic. My wife would tell you that I'm a workaholic. So I get it. (laughs) Thank you for being on the show, Matt. I really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. Um, I've still got some extra and dewy on the grill. So make sure that if Matt doesn't eat it, you eat it as well. Um, But thank you for being with us. We'll be with you again next time. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Thanks, Eric. Eric L. Dunavut here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunivant.com. slash podcast slash apply also if you enjoyed today's episode I would love for you to share that either through text or social media take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned if you know anyone that should be a guest on our show We would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes your reviews your shares all of that makes a big difference to the show so if you'll include those when you can we definitely appreciate it if you'd like to get in touch with me visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.